Each year, as Christians celebrate Easter, naysayers always seem to come out of the woodwork, eagerly sharing their doubts about the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. I'm sure this Easter will be no exception. As I've traveled the global lane, I've shared my faith with many Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, Jews, and atheists. Some have accepted Christ, many have not. So how about you? Do you believe? If you're skeptical, perhaps even a bit uncertain about the divinity of Jesus, you need to take time to watch this. It's Paul Strand's report on the Christian response to all the resurrection deniers. Christianity's power all hinges on the fact of the resurrection. But detractors for centuries have come up with scenarios to explain away the reality of the resurrection. One is the wrong tomb theory. Everyone just went to the wrong tomb, an empty one, and assumed Christ had resurrected. Indiana Dr. Joseph Bergeron studied the crucifixion of Christ and its aftermath for 10 years. Going to a wrong tomb and finding it empty or uh, doesn't present to anybody's mind that the person resurrected from the dead. Alex McFarland is another top defender of the faith at events like Bible camps and apologetics conferences. He points out another well-known fact. Pilate had dispatched a, a cadre of Roman soldiers to guard the tomb. So everybody knew where it was. There's also the swoon theory that wants you to believe instead of dying on the cross, Jesus only passed out, woke up in the tomb a couple of days later, rolled away the huge stone and escaped. McFarland says impossible. Christ has been at least two to three days without food or water, dehydrated. He was beaten severely, a uh, huge loss of blood, uh, nailed to the cross. And if the always fatal crucifixion process hadn't already killed him, Roman soldiers made sure. They plunged a spear into his chest because to allow any possibility that he would survive the crucifixion uh, would mean that they would die themselves. McFarlane explains the swoon theorists then present this unlikely scenario. He revived himself. He moves a two and a half to three ton stone. He overcomes a dozen Roman soldiers in peak physical condition. McFarlane also sees a moral problem with what the swoon theorist wants you to believe. He told his disciples he had risen and he allowed them to go forth and preach what was false and die for what really wasn't true. This compromises the moral righteous nature of the person Jesus. The stolen body theory proposes that the very disciples who fled in terror after the crucifixion then risked death to steal Christ's body from the tomb and then made up the whole resurrection story. They sufficiently regather and summon up enough bravery to overcome Roman soldiers. I mean, this could have been at best arrest, if not execution and death. They move the stone, they take away the body of Jesus, they say he's risen. But that would have been the opposite of Jesus' life and teaching. Everything he's all about is predicated on righteousness, virtue, truth, holiness. Here is truth personified and they build a gospel on a lie. Just doesn't make sense. And all but one of those disciples was put to death for this gospel. People sometimes will die for some misguided belief that they have. Nobody dies for a hoax. One popular idea is that everyone who saw Jesus alive after his death was just hallucinating. Bergeron points out though, in the rare documented cases of group hallucinations, they all see different things. None of them experience the same exact thing. Because it's all in their mind. McFarland points out the risen Christ appeared several times and interacted with hundreds of people, as recorded in 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says, 
He was seen by up to 500 brethren at once. Hallucination hypotheses can never explain the group appearances, the group experiences the disciples had with Jesus. Hallucinations are not contagious. Hallucinations generally don't appear in different places uh, to different groups of people. You generally can't talk and converse with an hallucination, and you certainly can't eat with an hallucination. So why not just believe in what the Son of God promised he'd do, resurrection? Bergeron contends the best explanation for why Jesus wasn't in that tomb Easter morning is what Christ's disciples have always said. He came alive and rose from it. Paul Strand, CBN News, reporting from Indiana. The tomb is empty. He lives and promises eternal life for those who believe. Well, that's it today from the Global Lane. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitter. Happy Easter, and until next time, be blessed. <laughs>